You're listening to a Natural Products Insider podcast. With Sandy Almendaris, Editor-in-Chief. Brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas. Welcome to a Supply Side West edition of the Healthy Insider Podcast. I'm Sandy, and on the phone, I have Ray Martin, who is president of Continuum Partner Consulting. Hi, Ray. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for having me today. And we are going to talk about FISMA, the Food Safety Modernization Act. Uh, Basically, we're going to talk about the law generally, give an overview of it, and describe FDA's goals for the law and the broad effects it has on food brands. Now, Ray will be speaking on our Supply Side West workshop, FISMA and Import Requirements for Food and Supplement Brands. This is on Wednesday, October 16th at 9 a.m. at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas at our Supply Side West show. The Ray's company, CPC, is a consultancy specializing in regulatory compliance, quality systems, and product and process development. Ray has over 25 years experience in dietary supplement, functional food, and personal care industries. She works with clients, including foreign suppliers and U.S. importers, to develop and implement programs that comply with FISMA and other FDA regulations. She audits U.S. and foreign facilities and suppliers and assists clients with importing goods. She is also a Food Safety Preventative Controls Alliance lead instructor, so she knows lots and lots about FISMA. So my first question is, what was the significance of FISMA for the U.S. food industry? For the first time, the food industry, both domestic and foreign companies, are mandated to have comprehensive prevention-based controls across the supply chain. The mandate includes mandatory preventive controls for human and animal food facilities, mandatory produce safety standards, mandatory prevention against intentional contamination. Another significant impact of FISMA is inspection and compliance of the industry. FISMA mandates inspection frequency for food facilities. Based on risk, the frequency of inspection may increase immediately. The industry is required to keep documentation of their food safety plans and other records and and allow FDA access to those records. Under FISMA, U.S. importers have an explicit responsibility to verify that their foreign suppliers have adequate preventive controls in place to ensure that the food they produce meet U.S. standards and are safe for the U.S. consumers. FISMA requires certain import food testing to be carried out by accredited laboratories. FISMA authorizes the FDA new tools to respond effectively when food safety problems emerge, which includes mandatory recalls, expanded administrative detention, 
suspension of registration, enhanced product tracing abilities, and additional record keeping for high-risk foods. Overall, FISMA transforms the nation's food safety system by shifting the focus from responding to foodborne illness to preventing. And the industry is mandated to make necessary changes to stay compliant. So there's a lot there, um, clearly, but let's focus on one aspect of it. So how did FISMA change the requirements for brands that import food and ingredients from foreign suppliers? The FDA has unprecedented authority to better ensure that imported products meet U.S. standards and are safe for U.S. consumers through FSVP Foreign Supplier Verification Program, Third Party Certification Program, Certification for High-Risk Foods, and WeQIP Voluntary Qualified Importer Program. For the first time, U.S. importers are held responsible to verify that their, their foreign suppliers must have adequate preventive control to ensure the food they produce is safe. That means brands that import food and ingredients from foreign suppliers must build up their capacities for FSVP compliance internally or outsourcing this responsibility to a competent third party. So in some of the, I mean, FDA has done some observations, some audits of FISMA compliance. So what are some of the most significant observations that FDA is finding when it audits facilities for FISMA? Based on FDA inspection citation details on FDA data dashboard, FDA started FISMA referenced inspection and enforcement in 2017. As of July 17, 2019, FDA has issued 764 citations referencing to CFR Part 1, Subpart L, which is FSVP. Among the, those citations, 532 companies being cited for fail to develop a written FSVP. Among those companies are well-known nationwide retailers, distributors, and brands. Also, the FDA has issued 4,084 CFR 117 citations, and among them, 875 citations are related to ESSA analysis and risk-based preventive controls. The CFR 117 support C to G. The data indicated that FISMA and preventive controls are the main observations during F FDA inspections. So how can a food brand build its capacities to achieve FISMA compliance? 
Education through training is the most essential component of FISMA compliance for any company. FISMA consists of multiple new regulations covering food safety system across the entire supply chain from farm to table. The food industry is ultimately responsible for getting the training they need to comply with FISMA rules. Understanding the scope of FISMA and which regulations apply to your business is the first step. Secondly, top management's commitment to FISMA compliance is crucial. Without that, other projects will take priorities over FISMA compliance. Once we overcome the hurdles of education and commitment, then companies need to acquire competent people and adequate resources to build up companies' compliance capacities internally or outsource dysfunctions through a, comp a competent third party. Of course, depending which case makes business sense to the company. So if you had a magic wand, um, if, if you could change anything about FISMA, what would you change and why? In my opinion, uh, the GMP requirements in Part 117 are uh, basically very similar to Part 110. Uh, FDA simultaneously quoting Part 117 and 110 during inspection uh, regarding uh, GMP requirements. Um, and I think this will cause confusion to the industry if I may, I would wish FDA consolidate the GMP requirements in these two regulations so um, we can all call on one regulation other than two. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing some of your insights on FISMA. And um, for those listening, if you would like more, please be sure to join us at our Supply Side West workshop, FISMA and Import Requirements for Food and Supplement Brands. Again, that's on Wednesday, October 16th at 9 a.m. in Las Vegas. Thanks again, Ray. Thank you, Sandy. For more award-winning podcasts from industry experts, go to insider.com and click in the podcast section. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play by searching Healthy Insider Podcast. Hit subscribe to never miss an episode. To join the conversation about the health and nutrition industry, leave a comment on the podcast's Twitter, Facebook, or SoundCloud account. This episode has been brought to you by Supply Side West, October 15th through the 19th in Las Vegas.